Hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome to episode 69, part two. The sexy the part. The sexy er part. They're all the sexier part. They're parts. all the sexy part, but this one I think is even sexier. I don't know. I don't know how Aaron cut it. We'll find out together. Uh, did we already say this is if it's going to be a play? No, but it, this we is did if now. it's gay we play. Uh, my name is Kai. My pronouns are Z, her, hers. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and my name is Hannah. I accidentally just fucking like inhaled straight into the microphone because I'm not used to uh, holding it. I'm holding the microphone, and it's a very odd experience for me. Remember too, when you're not talking, you don't have to keep holding it in the same position. You can, if it's more comfortable to let it fall away, you can. It's not. Okay. <laughs> um. We're recording a short uh, intro. I'm sorry. I'm very high. Um, we j- I also just ate a very large meal. We just made a very, very delicious uh, vegan grilled like vegetable oh, yeah, mess and ve- ve- like herbivorous butcher steak and uh, Beyond Meats sausage, which neither of those people are sponsoring us, but we would love if they wanted to. I would love the fucking vegan shit sponsored me yeah vegan stuff wanted to start getting into the podcast game that would be pretty rad and i could save money on all my expensive vegan things that i like you don't have to spend that much money to be vegan but i choose to because i like the nice cheeses because you know whatever Uh, yeah i don't know who cares yeah um so hannah yes kai what is the gayest thing that you've done this week oh wait fuck is that first or second that's first. Okay, good. We've good, done good, this good. podcast so many fucking times, my dude. Dog, I'm stoned, and I just quit my job today. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I am emotionally exhausted. That's totally fair. Um, the gayest thing that I've done this week is last Sunday. day. Sun uh, day. Sun day. Kai and I did... We went on a little vacation. We went on a little vacation. A vacation at home. A little, a little, a little fungus a little vacation journey. at home. A little fung- fungus-fueled, uh, magic mushrooms-fueled journey at home. And it was really magical and really pure. And I saw Kai as like a, a, a translucent crystal being refracting the light energy of the universe, which sounds like some hippie nonsense, but it is what I saw. So, And I saw Hannah as the divine feminine, and it was beautiful. It was really, really gay. Like, yeah. shockingly gay. We had a really gay time. It was really good. Uh, also, on Friday, this past Friday, the 22nd of May, as we're recording this, um... It was World Goth Day, and Kai and I uh, dressed got dressed up goth in our in our club outfits, and we um, spread the word. We spread the word. We reminded people of the presence of goth, and we mostly turned, in our backyard. Yeah, but we spread the word. Yeah, and we we turned our living room into a little baby club, mm-hmm. and we uh, our friend Tina was doing a DJ night and uh, DJ fire. Slave One on uh, Twitch. Yep, uh, number one, not the spelled out word. Yeah. Uh, via uh, Twitch, and uh, that was really fun. Yeah, so we danced in our living room. We had a great time. Um, that was all extremely gay. That was all extremely gay. That's my thing. Hey, Kai. Hey, Hannah. What's the gayest thing you've done this week? The gayest thing that I think that I have done this week. There's so many gay things that I've done this week. One of them is I've started a new antidepressant that uh is already working because it's one of the fun ones that is able to work after a couple of days. Um, and that's really tight. I love that a lot. It feels very nice to, um, have three good days in a row for the first time in, I don't know, my entire life. So the gayest thing that I think I did this week was, um, hang out with you and Danielle 
and oh, that Danielle was extremely gay. and I indulged you so hardcore when you were talking about <laughs> the fucking right. Triforce. Oh my god, you talked I about went, the Triforce for I think about forty-five minutes. I went total. On, a, on a not a diatribe. I went on a I I did a sort of lecture. I would say manifesto. About it wasn't even a manifesto. It was just a lecture about. Like I didn't make this. Yeah, shit it was up. like a. It was you were it a was college part, professor. It was a lecture slash manifesto because it was. It, it was, was self insert. It was. T- it was talking about. It was explaining the history of the Triforce as it exists in Zelda, and then I was also likening it to our polyamorous triad and how powerful we are. And yeah. so it was part manifesto, part mostly lecture, mostly just lesson about Zelda. Which Danielle and I, I mean, I know more about Zelda than Danielle, I would venture, just because I've watched people play through entire games of Zelda and she hasn't. Yeah, well, you grew up with video games yeah, and I she well, notably yeah, I'm not did like not. judging her for this. I'm no, just I know, guessing I'm just that saying, I know more yeah, yeah, yeah. about Zelda yeah, 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 than yeah, she that's does what I'm because saying. of that. Yeah, for audience um, context. Yeah, 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 good point. Anyway, uh, I so I knew a lot of the stuff, but I knew that it would benefit Danielle. But I was so tired and so socially exhausted, and I wanted to go inside so bad. But I love Hannah so much, and I love Hannah and Danielle so much, and I just wanted to, you know, <laughs> support you. You, you, that was your very, speech. very brave of you. Thank you, Kai. Yes, it was very brave of me. Thank you, Hannah. Hashtag real American hero. Ooh, I don't like that. I'm sorry. That's I wasn't. Okay. That's I wasn't. Okay. I was trying to make fun of like patriots. I wasn't no, trying to make I fun know. of like nurses. Oh, I know. I'm not. That's not what I. I just. I just don't like to be called an American hero because no. I don't really want my name associated with something that America likes. Yeah, that's what I was making fun of. Yeah, fair. So anyway, Kai. So anyway, Hannah. What are you playing right now? Oh yeah, I'll answer back to back. Fuck it. We've never done it like this before. I'm Ooh. sure we have. But we anyway, totally carry on. Haven't. Um. Eventually, there'll be a wiki and we can look it up. Somebody make me a wiki about our podcast. I will tell you what I'm playing. I am playing the fucking hell out of Animal Crossing New Horizons, my favorite video game on Earth. But I'm also playing Call of Duty Warzone, which has recently received a couple of updates, and it is in much better shape than it was when I first started playing it a couple of months ago at the beginning of uh, a little quarantine here. And um, now it's got, like, four-player battleground and, like, four-player loot, uh, whatever the run-and-gun cash one is, cash money one. And there's, like, it, I don't know. It's really good. There's a lot of there's a lot of new features, and the, um, the uh, user interface feels like it's improved and become smoother uh, over time, especially when trying to um, be in a party with my boys. I like to play Call of Duty boys. with my boys. Um, hi, Charles. Hi, Charles. And uh, hi, Aaron. Hi, Aaron. And he's not here. He's yeah, but those are two of my boys. Doing other example. things. Who knows? Yeah, he, Who knows? What, he, I think I, he's editing the episode, actually. So anyway, those are my boys, and I like to play. I have more boys than that, but those are two of them that you know. And I like to play Call of Duty with them. And sometimes it's a little bit hard to play Call of Duty with them because Call of Duty is uh, in, inscrutable sometimes. Totally. Um, well, and, it's in beta, you know, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's in. I think it was in alpha when it was first released. I don't know if it's still in alpha or if it's in beta now or if it's point been being, released. It's, it's not finished. Point being, it is definitely not finished at this point. Oh, that plosive was so bad. I'm so sorry, Aaron. Um, when I said point being, fuck me. Okay, so the other it thing actually that I've been wasn't. Playing, you you are it not felt bad. It wasn't bad. The As the thing, person with the headphones, it wasn't good. 
The other thing that I've been playing this week um, is something that you've been playing as well is uh, Civilization VI, which is still available, I think, for free until May 28th on the Epic Games Store. And that is actually an advertisement that you hear on a lot of podcasts, and I'm not being paid to tell you that. God, um, I wish we were. I wish I was. Epic Games, please pay me. But I also, I don't know, it's a, it's you get a free game with a all fun the game. DLC. Like, yeah, it's a fun it's game. It's a fun game. I'm playing it with my partner and my roommate. What more do you want? My it's favorite great. UI uh, improvement. Yeah, they improved a lot of UI in Civ Six in yes, comparison to Civ ex- Five, except that the text is quite small. Um, yeah, but you can you can zoom in shit. Yeah, well, not on the text, but that's true. You could probably I, change your resolution. Maybe I don't know. Anyway, my eyes are trash. Um, I'm not. Th- it's fine. Point. Okay. Point being, uh, my favorite UI improvement is that, that there is a actual human clock in the upper right hand corner. Yes, I I noticed that. Whereas in Civ Five, there uh, uh no wasn't. Clock. So Nowhere. that's that's how you could just keep putting one more turn until it was suddenly six in the morning. Yes, and you had no idea why the sun was out when it was just like nine p.m. Last you looked. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's happened to me before. Um, Hannah, what have you been playing this week? Civ Six for sure. Um, what I else, s- my friend? I started playing uh, Doom, the 2013 Doom. It's excellent. It looked amazing. I've played like the first, I don't know, hour-ish, uh, and it's very fun so far. I enjoyed watching it. Um, I played a couple of rounds of Smash the other day for the first time in a while. That was fun. And your skills still held up, I mm-hmm. hear. I've been playing a lot of uh, the Link's Awakening remaster, which is good. It's, it's a fun cute. game. Is it worth $60? No. It should not have been a $60 game. When w- what would you say? Like $20, $30 game? Uh, I would pay 40 for 40? it, but it's just yeah. it's ridiculous to me that it costs the same amount of money as Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I know. I get it. It's just a, di- it's a different thing. And the, the I haven't played a lot of the like silly kind of side questy Zelda games for mm. mobile and what have you. Mm-hmm. Not mobile, uh, uh, Game like Boy. Game Boy and, yeah. and stuff. Handheld, whatever. Platforms, consoles, Pen- Yeah, whatever. whatever you want to call them. Um, portable consoles, I don't know. Who cares? So, it's fun. I'm, I, it, it's enjoyable. I don't know if I'm going to finish it, honestly, because yeah. it's kind of getting at the point where it's more frustrating than it is fun mm. in this temple that I'm trapped inside of. Um, so, I, I may or may not finish it, but it's been fun. Uh, enjoyed Civ Six playing it with our roommate, Ivor. Um, Hiver. 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 Yeah. <laughs> uh, which has been fun. And uh, Crawfish and Orbit hanging out in the room. Has oh, just yeah. Been Crawfish and Orbit love when we're all hanging out. That's their favorite thing. Um, yeah. So I guess that's what we're playing this week. Mm-hmm. Um, this feels so much less rowdy than our normal episodes. And I feel like that's because we don't have Aaron. But I also feel like there's a very quiet energy in the room because we're digesting. We're digesting a heavy meal, dude. I told which you we made. The funniest fucking thing to be recording an intro to our sexy episode while we're sitting here, like mm, digesting vegan meats, which is to say, just bread, just bread, just a lot of bread with vegetables, thick wet bread with vegetables. Thick wet bread is what vegan delicious. Yeah, Uh, it depends on the vegan meat, but this one is thick wet bread. bread. Yeah, um, I was gonna say something else, but that got distracted by looking at the crawfish. Um, this episode is sexy. If you are related to or work with us, don't listen to it. Um, yeah, I mean, hey, if you're my ex-colleague, whatever, I whatever guess. Whatever the fuck, yeah. I was gonna say, Kai quit her job this morning, so whatever the fuck. So whatever, I guess. Kind of whatevs. 
Kai presently doesn't have coworkers, but in the future you will have coworkers again. And if they I go mean, back, I still got two weeks, but yeah, through yeah. your ca- catalog, that's a you good know? point. Yes, if you past, past, and if you are and present, and future if you are coworkers. a present, present coworker of ours, or if we have a business relationship and not a personal one, don't listen. And if you feel listen, the need just to use, ask, if you feel like this business. applies to you, yeah, don't don't listen. If and you, if you're our if you don't family, want to, don't listen. Yeah. If you do want to. Don't listen, but you should and do it anyway. Anyway, um, we're clearly too stoned to be doing this. I'm just so playing. We're I'm gonna playing. we're gonna go play Civ Six. Um, Enjoy the episode. Bye. I know I did. <laughs> Me too. Danielle, Danielle, you haven't actually chosen one for you. Oh, you want me to answer one? Yeah. Um, Okay, I actually have one. Uh, Someone asked if it's weird to feel very ashamed every time you do something even mildly sexual. Um, And I want to speak to that kind of within the realm of religion and... Uh, the way that a lot of people are brought up under the societal norms that we are accustomed to, uh, we are taught that sexuality is sinful and that skin is something to be ashamed of. Um, and so while I don't think it is wrong to feel ashamed of sexuality, I think it is something that is really, really, really worth uh, kind of digging into and trying to identify what about these actions make you feel bad and trying the best you can to trace it back to the root of why you feel bad about it. Um, Because there is a lot, a lot, a lot of behavior to be unlearned around sexuality. Um, I mean, especially for people who uh, were born into female bodies and were raised as women, there, there's a very specific context to that that is incredibly dangerous. Um, and I think it's very worth uh, kind of digging to to try to get to the bottom of. So while it's not weird or wrong, it's worth exploring. If you're, if you're asking if it's weird to me, and I don't want to put words in this. Oh, I don't want to put words in this person's mouth. But to me, is it weird uh kind of translates to am i the only one who feels this way (laughs) and the answer is no (laughs) and the answer is absolutely not my 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 do my my person i don't know the gender of this person my my human i don't know how you identify my person it is not just you uh it it is not just you i literally everyone i absolutely I, i i went through so much of of this myself like like okay, like four years, four years ago, yeah. My friend texted me that they bought a vibrator that day, and I blushed so hard and went to bed early because I felt so un. I was like, just so embarrassed because I was like, I was like, I'm so inexperienced. Like I had sex with like, I had sex with like a good number of 
different people at that point, but I never, like, really felt like I had, like, a long-term sexual relationship, and I definitely never used, like, toys or anything like that in the bedroom. So, like, even that, I went from that four years ago to, like, now, like, I, it's pretty difficult to make me blush even about, like, like, me trying new things. So, like, it's, it's recognizing where, like Daniel is saying, where, where is that shame coming from? Is it religion? Is it, uh, you know, pressure from friends or parents, mm. environment from something internal? And Did then your mom call you fat when like, you were 13? And just, just saying like, hey, I don't have to feel that. I can own this. And if there's something that like maybe I'm embarrassed, I don't know more about it, then taking the time, like, and by asking this question, you're doing this. But like taking the time and energy and intention to like go towards that, um, that uncomfortability, if that's something you're okay with doing, but like going towards it, this is how I got through the shame was I went towards the uncomfortability. I said, okay, a vibrator made me blush so hard. I went to bed early, uh, to like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to offer to my next partner, like maybe we could incorporate this. And that's what happened. And, and from that point forward, I was like, Hey, okay, it's fine. It's not scary. It's not shameful. It's awesome so you know it's a growing process and everyone goes through it so that's what i would say i would right it's like this idea of leaning into it yeah i love that but don't 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 make yourself feel unsafe you know just yeah don't like you can lean way too toward the uncomfortability and 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 go go where it feels okay to yeah put push it and for my own part like i would highly recommend if you can if you have have the ability to do so uh the access to do so incorporating the help of a therapist in that mm-hmm. journey yes um or I, books i would recommend books if books you can't too do and therapists. and i would not even say or and uh oh, yeah uh, there's a book that I've had sitting on my shelf that I've been too ashamed to read for the oh, whole no. time I've owned it called The Whole Lesbian Sex Book. Oh, boy. And I will read it someday. <laughs> uh, I also did buy it for me and my abusive ex when we were having... Well, yeah. I mean, I, that's so part I, of So I grew reason. up with a ton of sexual shame for my own part from, from my... In my family, we just didn't talk about it at all. It's not even that I was taught to be ashamed. It's just that it literally was not spoken of. And, like... I I remember asking my mom what sex was at dinner once and my brain blocked out the rest of that conversation. It will not remember it because Damn it's so dog. embarrassed. Like even in even Shit. in trauma aversion therapy, I can't remember the contents of that conversation. I don't remember what she said to me. I just remember eating a hot dog and staring at my plate is what I remember. That's all I can remember. I was so focused on that. Um, so And then I was starting to conquer some of that shame by coming out and then like had had sort of no I grew I okay so my high school theater department as many high school theater departments sort of notoriously are was quite sexual um a lot of people hooking up sleeping with each other whatever and sort of a, a, a social pressure not even to do that but sort of feeling like there was something wrong with me because I was like the only person in the theater department who wasn't getting any um and then I came out and I had a girlfriend within two weeks. Um, it's, and the rest is history. So uh, I found what the problem was. But the other problem <laughs> was because we've I've I have a very uh, my first ever. So the other thing was my first ever sexual experience was with a man. I mean, it was a boy high school and uh, it was very dramatic uh, he he didn't so much finger me as uh, finger blast me 
Uh, it you was used a whole hand in that motion, Hannah. Is that no, accurate? it wasn't a whole hand, but oh, it was it was God. like a okay. it was sort of this, and it was like sort of a this sort of a jackhammer situation. And listen, Classic. listen, there's a time and a place. You build up to it. There's a, for sure a, t- a definite time and a definite place. It's not in the back of a van before you're supposed to go see Transformers 2 on your first date with this person you've been sexting with for two weeks who you met through a friend on Facebook who wears a fedora. So, oh, God. So that was my intro to sex, and then then I dated an abuser for a year and three quarters ish, yeah. and that really just cemented the bricks were kind of there, and that really just kind of cemented them into place. Uh, but my yeah. therapist Debbie, which is such a good therapist name, is helping me. <laughs> She's tough teaching Ang to Earthbend and telling him that he has to sit and face the rock. Danielle will understand that reference someday. Someday. That's beautiful. Thank you, Han. You're welcome. Do you, does anyone mind if I move on to another question? No, please do. Point being, you're not alone, and I'm really there's, proud of you for asking that question. Um, there's want. only yeah. one that I that I feel like truly uh, equipped to answer. So, I mean, if we have time, I would like to get to it. Aaron, I think you should go. I think, I think you, you should, should go, go ahead. I have okay, two questions it. that I okay. want to really get to after also, that. Also, I have I'm no good. time constraints, and I think we should just we should just go till we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm up. Okay. I'm up for okay. this to just be a recorded he- party. Right. Hang. Yeah, whatever. So this individual asks, "What does it mean when a guy comes right away, or when it takes him a long time?" As someone who has done both, <laughs> as someone who sometimes, uh, yeah, literally comes right away, or even before anything really happens, to somebody who can go for hours, I don't know what it means. I don't think most, <laughs> most, yeah. I don't think most penis havers know what it necessarily means. It could. There are lots of different theories about this, whether it's stress levels in the body, amount of sleep that has been gotten, um, whether like serotonin, what your serotonin levels are, how comfortable you are with this person. Like there's all kinds of factors. And what it comes down to is um, knowing that it's okay to communicate about it. And that can be very difficult, especially with like a new... Uh, partner i've been in situations where people were like oh it's clearly clearly me and got very upset or were upset and or like even angry at me um mm. and that sucks uh yeah that sucks a lot. don't that do sucks that a lot. I, oh yeah i know but you know it, and that gave me a complex where that caused me uh sort of like people had been oh yeah had been mad at me and that caused me to come like immediately for like almost a full year after that until I had a partner that I was able to communicate with about that. And it actually didn't start getting better until I was clear. Like, okay, not only like does like this always make me uncomfortable, but here's the why is like this person got mad at me. Um, and like having that conversation, like un- unlocked like this deeper thing. And then from that point on, like it just happens on and off. So I think like sex is such a, um, vulnerable and personal and like uh for for so many people uh it's a moment of connection between two people you know that 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 is rarer than many others in our lives and so it can be very hard to talk about and it can feel very like personally 
uh, affecting when that happens. And, you know, it's a difficult thing to talk about for a lot of people, but it needs... It should be it should be discussed, and and hopefully both parties feel comfortable doing that. Um, and like, the big thing is don't blame yourself, don't blame the other person because it's it's largely something that is out of anyone's control. And also, um, you know, at times where that's happened to me, that doesn't mean that you have to like be like okay let's turn bob's burgers back on like that that was fun like i'm go to the bathroom and go home or like turn hit the netflix yes i'm still watching like you can still do uh you know sex play further you can do post play foreplay whatever you want to call it you can um you know still explore other experiences together after that happens so you know it's just about developing a safe space to communicate about it and um what both people are comfortable with doing in the case that does happen as for too long um again it doesn't necessarily mean anything but uh the concept uh here here's the thing i've heard a lot of um cishet women tell me in their lives is that uh people with penises have said to them that they will get blue balls and that that is why they have to finish, no matter how long it takes. Um, and I have never been so angry as when one of my partners, my, one of my girlfriends told me that in the past. I, I, was, I was furious at this person um, who, had, who had done this to her. Um, so, and that's the thing I've not only heard from, from her, I've heard that from many people. Um, yes, it's a, a blue balls is a real thing, but it is not at all something that puts any onus on you to do anything for that person ever. So that is my PSA. Uh, if somebody says that I recommend giving them, uh, black and purple balls by punching them really, really hard <laughs> and yeah. leaving. Hell yeah. So. Um, if I could add yeah. something onto that, um, there's kind of this idea that if someone takes too long to come, it's because they have so much sex or they just jerked off or they aren't interested in you. And then on the flip side of that, or that you're not comes good too quickly. Yeah. Quote, right. Or that good. you're not good. Right. Quote unquote. Right. And then on the flip side of that is like, if they come too quickly, it's a whole other thing. It's like, well, they should feel bad. Um, and I think it's just kind of exactly what Aaron was saying and that it's different every time. It's sometimes it's completely external factors and sometimes it's not something that we can predict or understand and that's totally okay. Um, and so again, just like Aaron was saying about, uh, that doesn't mean it's time to leave or go to sleep or turn Netflix back on. Um, but rather kind of exploring other types of intimacy that you can have in that setting um, and using that for the sole purpose of just like exploring the space with the person that you're with instead of kind of treating this orgasm or climax as like the end all be all. This is the only reason we enter into a sexual encounter is for this moment when I think there's a lot of other pieces in play when it comes to sexual encounters that are just as important, if not more important. Um, and so there's a lot of other stuff to experience there. It doesn't need to just be about when someone comes. Some of my most Absolutely. memorable, some of the most memorable times, some of the most like special times to me that I've ever had sex, like neither of us came. 
you know it was yeah, just like totally. it was yeah. an experience that happened for an amount of time and then at a certain point we're like do you, like we just stayed up and talked or we went to sleep or whatever you know like it, it it's not indicative of the quality of the experience or with the spot exactly yeah. <laughs> so i <laughs> yeah. love going out for like late night snacks after sex yes. which is why i love morning sex so much because you can get brunch afterwards exactly that's why it's, it's <laughs> god i miss leaving my house what, <laughs> what? Yeah. um yeah i do miss also leaving my house i here's the thing my brain didn't let me hear you say that for a second because, because you didn't want to accept i didn't want to accept the reality because i i i this is a brief interruption but i went to see my mom for mother's day today and it it uh bumped me out that i and then that i couldn't hug her and then i went to see danielle and oh it, it i've seen danielle multiple times during this quarantine and it's bugged me out that i couldn't hug her or whatever kiss her right on the big mouth the, the big mouth kiss her big right on the mouth i mean her mouth is also <laughs> kind of big and i think that's hot i don't know <laughs> big mouth. i've Please. told you that uh, i think you have sh- you have sharp teeth like a vampire and i think it's very hot um okay let's hold on. answer another I, question i had the two questions oh yeah that i wanted to do the first question that i wanted to do was um tips for navigating a multi-partner relationship mm. I just wanted to have a discussion with both of you about that. <laughs> yeah, that's a big question. Um, but I think it's a good one to have. I would say Google calendar. For the first time on air. <laughs> yeah, no. That is such a Virgo thing to say. No, I genuinely, I genuinely, I'm not kidding. I genuinely think that's that's all of our brand. I think it's, yeah, it's beautiful. No, it's been super useful for me in the past. I just love that Kai was the one to say it. Well, yeah. that's very common in the polyamorous community is to talk about scheduling. I mean, the number one tip for multi-partner relationships is scheduling. I actually disagree with that. The most, the number one tip communication. for multi- communication. is communication. Yeah, okay. The number no, one tip is communication. Right. The number two tip is scheduling. Is scheduling. Communication for me is like paramount to everything else. Like even yeah, if you're, ske- fair, if you point. are a person like me who's scheduling is garbage. I feel like scheduling is a part of communication though because each but that's partner you're expresses what they need through the schedule. Okay, maybe that is because that's because you're a Virgo and you need scheduling. If you don't need scheduling, scheduling doesn't necessarily. It's part of communication. I don't care about scheduling. Schedules mean nothing to me. What are your feelings on scheduling, Danielle? I think scheduling is, quite frankly, not the most important part of navigating a multi-person relationship. <laughs> no, it's not the most important part, but it's an important tip. I, yes, it asks for tips. It is. It's very useful. It's very helpful. It makes... At least in my experience, it helps everyone feel a little bit more uh, stable and at ease. Um, but I think when it comes to having multiple people, whether everyone is romantically involved or not, I think it's very important to have time both um, with the whole, like with however many people are involved, whether it be three or four or five or whatever. Um, to have mm-hmm. time together as a group and then also time together individually. Um, yes. Because you run into a hurdle of people feeling really left out. Um, and that kind of yeah. ends up just like s- this stack of resentment. And that's not a fun thing to deal with down the road. So I think it's very important for everyone to feel included and like everyone wants to see everyone and everyone is happy to be spending time with each other. Um, and that's my tip anyway. 
That's a great fucking tip. I think tip. that's a great tip. I think to your point, and this is something I'm, I'm, I want to hear your thoughts on because it's, it's something I'm thinking as a saying out loud. I don't think it works if not all the people in the group at least like each other. Like, I think everyone on the gr- in the group has to at least be friendly with each other for it to work. I mean... Because I do think, I, I, and this is, again, I'm up for discussion. I do think with Danielle, as you said, whether or not everyone in, in a, in a, <clears throat> in the group is, is involved with each other, I think it is important for them to be able to harmoniously coexist. Mm-hmm. And I've seen examples where the inability for multiple partners to coexist has harmed all, all relationships. Of them, right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I think, I mean, something that I have, it's, it's kind of falls under like the compersion umbrella of, um, anyone I'm dating, I like them enough that if they have someone else they like, surely we have enough things in common that we would get along, you know? You would think. You would think. (laughs) I, I've, I've definitely, um... I've been with some people whose partners I do not care for, but also I've been a very unhealthy person with some very unhealthy people. Well, the thing so is, you're you're no longer you will to the but to that I, point. You are no longer with those people. Well, yes, no, exactly, and I mean the the longevity of our relationship, and honestly, how much I've enjoyed some of your previous partners. I've enjoyed them all when they were with you until they did something mean to you or, you know, whatever happened. Oh, I just punched the table. I know. Yeah. Bad audio. Such as ghost ghost me instead of breaking up with me. Yeah, ghost me instead of breaking up with me after I met her mom. Yes. Precisely. Precisely like that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean. (laughs) I was thinking about that actually when I was driving home today. Not to like, I mean, that person I don't think listens to the podcast and like I still love them and wish the best for them. But that was a really shitty thing they did. Not to put them on blast, but that sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Don't do that to people. Yeah, that does suck. (laughs) Communicate. to, To that point, communicate, motherfuckers, directly. Yeah, that's that's super vital. I know it's hard. But do it anyway. I think that Danielle is completely correct, though, that regardless of whether... For me, hanging out as a group is one of the most effective ways to mitigate um, jealousy or envy. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I would actually like to uh, sort of segue very smoothly like I'm doing um, <laughs> It's your brand this episode. Right. I'm so fucking smooth. Smooth daddy. Um, <laughs> Smooth daddy Kai sliding on in. Yeah, so... Um, oh, nice and lubricated. Shit, guys. I think you just unlocked my... Oh, guys. I thought your pimple oh. exploded. What? I thought your pimple exploded. No. Your dick explode? No, I think... I think I, I think I want to be a smooth daddy. <laughs> I'm, I'm naturally so hairless. You I'm, are very smooth. Yeah, I'm very, very smooth. smooth. It's true. You're a very and, smooth And you daddy, may be Aaron. surprised, dear listener, based on my attitude on this podcast, but sometimes I can be very daddy. <laughs> you can, actually. And you um, can be quite on. suave. 
you all have absolutely made a mess of my segue. I'm so sorry. <laughs> We've really That's George job, W. Bush your segue and just toppled it over. Oh, God. You really a nuclear you guys exploded. You that one? Um, yeah, I did. We really, really melted the steel beams of that segue. Fucking God damn it. It's gotten even Gen worse. Z okay, my segue, my segue, my segue. You made a steel beams joke like yesterday. Okay, Kai, um, carry on with your segue, please. <laughs> How to navigate uh, jealousy in polyamorous mm. relationships. Yeah, we got a lot of questions that about that. Asked. We got a lot of questions about that. And this is something and that... And by a lot, I mean more than one. That feels like a lot that, for that's me. That's so many. A person who's never gotten an audience question in my life, gotten. that feels like a lot to me. Is there a cat scratching me? No, okay, great. No, that was me. I kicked the stool. Oh, rude. Um, <laughs> so I, purpose. I, I am a person who experiences um, envy and jealousy a lot, and I haven't fully gotten to the root of why that is one of the primary places that my brain goes to in response to things. Um, but it's something that I, as a result of, uh, it, it feels almost like, it can't work in conjunction, right? Because we were just talking about how I'd been in polyamorous relationships since I was 15 and how my brain was formed on polyamory, but also I experience a lot of envy and jealousy, but that you is do. just a thing that people experience. The thing that you have to realize <laughs> about jealousy or envy is that it's just another, um, uh, what do you, what? I wasn't laughing at you. I'm sorry. I'll explain what I was laughing at in a minute. Oh, Please I didn't finish. even realize you were laughing. I thought okay. you were trying to say something. Nope. Um, Carry on. Uh, it's just like another emotion that you just have to sit with and investigate why you're feeling it. It's not necessarily like a um, warning sign, like, stop, this is bad. You don't want this to be happening because that, I think, is a lot of society's teachings. Uh but it's like a, a time for you to sit down and question, like, why am I feeling this way? Totally. Um, it's something that always needs to be investigated, I think. It, it can't – jealousy in, in polyamorous relationships is not something that can just be left to stand. Like, it's something that must be investigated and dealt with because if it do isn't, it festers into resentment. Like, well, I mean, we've dealt with that, like, very specifically in our relationship. Oh, totally. And it's – yeah, completely. Yeah, with 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 multiple partners for sure. Yeah, it, it festers into this resentment, this misplaced resentment, both towards both your partner and the other person they are partners with, whether or not you are also involved with them. Like, it, yeah, and it's not, it's not, it's it's not ill intentioned. It's just it needs to be investigated and dealt with, and also it can be it can be uh, uh, exacerbated when. <clears throat> your partner has, say, a penchant to subconsciously prioritize romantic relationships over non-romantic ones, and therefore yeah, sure, that could sometimes acts like a little bit of a shithead when they get into romantic relationships, and yeah, that it has exacerbates probably happened to people. The other person's feelings of jealousy that can probably happen to I'm, people. I've heard of that before. I have heard of that. <laughs> um, I actually have several things to note. Please. Um, like you said about jealousy existing one way or another, um, I mean, you know, it's something, what I have always referred to it as is that when people, uh, people have asked me for like an elevator pitch for non-monogamy, right? And the number one thing anyone always asks is in the jealousy scope, like how do you deal with jealousy? Um, 
the jealousy that exists in monogamous relationships as well it just isn't handled in a healthy way because society has taught us that monogamy and jealousy and ownership all go hand in hand and none of those are productive combined um and so you know jealousy is an umbrella emotion and that we all feel it we all experience it but there is a root underneath it so when you are feeling jealousy the question is not how do I stop feeling jealous? The question is, what am I actually feeling? Do I feel mm-hmm. afraid of being yeah. replaced? Am I angry because someone is paying attention to someone else? What is the actual root feeling behind this? And how do we address that? Not how do we address the jealousy? Because again, totally. we all have experienced it. We experience it frequently. We experience it in monogamous relationships and polyamorous relationships. It's going to be there one way or another. We need to look at what is the actual feeling we are feeling, not why is my partner making me feel jealous. Yeah, I that's exactly that's what I was insightful. saying with uh, underneath the jealousy. You, like su- you with psych the major. <laughs> you, you psych major ass. <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. Um, uh, yes. I Fuck, what's my train of thought? God damn it. I had something actual to say. Yeah, I think jealousy is is potentially similar to so my something my therapist has said to be a lot as a person who uh, my since I can remember I've struggled with uh, anger issues, anger control issues, and it's it's something that I consider very under control as an adult for the most part. But anger is kind of my my first reaction to things, and this is uh, uh, can be a little scary to people, understandably so, who have. Uh, trauma surrounding that but anger tends to be the emotion I jump to because it's what I'm familiar with like it's my but my therapist something my therapist has always said to me uh, is that anger is a secondary emotion it's not a pure emotion it's always secondary to something else Mm -hmm. and so I think jealousy is similar in that way is that first of all I don't think either something I've always said about shame and something I've always said about jealousy is that I don't think they're organic emotions I don't think they're I think maybe there is something primal to jealousy in terms of like they have a resource I need, like a survival instinct. I'm sure there's something in there, Mm -hmm. but it's certainly not. I I don't think it's a totally organic emotion in that I think it is secondary to other things. Like the thing that you're feeling when you're feeling jealous isn't just that you're feeling jealous. It's that you're feeling inadequate or you're feeling scared or you're feeling possessive or you're feeling replaced Uh, like yeah replaced or yeah and the replacement i think jealousy maybe is a secondary emotion to fear is my theory i'm no No, i'm no completely correct i mean in also my experience and view i wouldn't necessarily call it non-organic though because it it is organic, but I would call it secondary. I think totally, that's a, yeah. that's a good way yeah, to put it. Yeah, because anger is also organic, but yeah, it is secondary. Yeah, because those are totally normal things to feel. I yeah. just want to make it very clear how normal that is to feel that and that that is okay that you yeah, are feeling 100%. that if yeah, you that's, are feeling yeah. that. When I say inorganic, I don't mean not normal. Yeah. I mean like not something it's something that like you it's have product, been taught to right. feel yeah yeah yeah, right. yeah 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 you've been taught to feel shame you've been taught to feel jealousy totally. i think if of your own accord had you never had i never been taught shame i don't think i would feel it of yeah. my own accord like the the voice behind shame is is most of what we I, my therapeutic journey has been about is like rooting out those voices so i can squash them out like little bugs. Well, sure. I wouldn't ever squash a bug. <laughs> squash them out like little candle flames. 
uh, and uh, squashed them out like little Nazis and uh, <laughs> and uh, curb stomped them like little Nazis Jeez. and put them to rest. Yes. Um, that's mm. that. The, the, Wait, uh, I had two things to say for jealousy. Uh, je- I want to yeah, recommend two back things. On jealousy, the first yes. is not about jealousy. I just would really like to recommend Boda Box Cabernet Sauvignon <laughs> for jealousy. <laughs> no, I just Kai, listen to me. I just said it's not about jealousy. You absolutely. I thought you said it was about no, jealousy. No, Kai, I said it was. This one's not about. Okay, your mouth is covered by the mic. Couldn't That's fair. You're not an ignoramus. You're just deaf. Um, anyway, it's just a really good wine. It tastes like juice, which, which isn't always what I'm looking for in a wine, but for in a boxed wine, it absolutely is. Uh, I, Boda Box Wine is not sponsoring us, but I would love it if they did. The second thing that I actually want to recommend for jealousy is, and this is if you're an, a consenting adult, uh, to do psychedelic mushrooms with your partner. Oh, yeah. That is something I absolutely recommend for jealousy because it's, and... With your partners, actually, because mushrooms don't allow you to lie. Like mushrooms, the only way you can have a bad, this is my opinion, on a, on a pure product, right? If you get a tainted product, that's a different thing. On a pure product of mushrooms, I think the way to have a bad trip is to try to lie to or hide from the mushrooms because they don't, they won't let you really. It's like fighting the trip. So... I don't know. Doing mushrooms, Kai and I doing mushrooms together in the hot springs on my birthday was a very transformative experience in our relationship. We previously were not open about the particular drug experience that we had on the We hot live in springs, Denver, Colorado, baby. We do live in mm-hmm. Denver, Colorado, where that is legally gray. So they can at worst fine us and they cannot prove it. <laughs> Yeah, you liar. Okay. <laughs> mm. um, no, I'm recommending. Uh, no, I stand behind this. You don't have to say behind this. Everyone is fucking talking at once. I hate this so much. <laughs> Jesus, you okay. animal. What on, is this? Hang on, hang on. Of if you don't have access yes, to psychedelic drugs, the book, the book, <laughs> the ethical slut, is a game changer. Yes. Okay, that is a game changer, but I would also actually recommend um, because I, I love the ethical slut. I preach the value of the ethical slut to every non-monogamous person I meet. I purchase and give out copies of the ethical slut regularly. I, I have am never read it. That bitch. You oh. should. It's good. you should. I should. Um, I'll read it. It's and not the most I, queer inclusive. I don't but have it's very a copy good. anymore. God damn you. I gave my copy away, but I can buy another one and give it to you. Yeah. Um, so let's just get one from no, the house. I buy another one and give yes. it to me. Okay, I'll buy another one and give let's it to you too. Let's buy one from the house. You're doing it so that she's mad. <laughs> um, so she's jealous that so you're books. getting it, and not her. Yeah, and yeah. then so we'll do I'm turning into an imp the fucking... longer we go on as we approach hour two. That's exactly what I'm here for. I wanted to get to Imp Aaron because I knew you'd get <laughs> yes. a second wave because you always I, do. All I all I want to all I want to say is uh, I think that some exactly it's not necessarily as queer friendly, um, and uh, I think some of it is like a little bit antiquated or outdated. I mean, it hasn't been updated in a hot wa- minute, and I don't think that. I think that it's a very good read, but I think that there's additional things that you can 
also supplementary yes. material. Supplementary material. What I about would that say. book your professor wrote? Um, yeah, I was about to plug it. Uh, Use Your Words by uh, Dr. Uh, Stephanie. That's the Webb. name of the book. Uh, Kai wasn't just telling okay, me. I was going to say. Use Your Words by Dr. Stephanie Webb. Dr. S.K. Webb is one of my favorite books on polyamory. Um, it It makes accessible a lot of previously inaccessible sort of like academic shitty concepts and i know that's something all of us are about around Mm. here um and uh i don't know it just it it gave me a lot of very real tools to use um about uh jealousy like she was um she detailed very clearly to me like a lot of cool tools i don't know kind of like a little more applicable it felt more applicable and hands-on yeah that's which was really good i still have my copy of that is what i will tell you hannah yeah i do want to read that you should read that she is also hot she is also (laughs) hot yes that is very true um she if she listens to this episode that would be great (laughs) she's hot I, I would love for her to know that I'm date, that date I find her, her hot. At one time, I was gonna I was gonna maybe ask her out at one time. Yeah, wow. you should maybe someday when this is all over, you could still do that. Yeah, she's not your professor anymore, bitch. Exactly. I uh, think it was just uh, the ethical slut for me because again, agreeing with Kai and that there are things missing from it. Um, it it's a very good entry level kind of like. Yeah, it's foundational. Like, hey, I'm considering opening up my relationship, and I have a thousand questions, and I'm terrified and confused, and whatever other feelings might be going, your you might be going through. Um, I think it's a very good kind of introduction to it. Um, but I I'm super interested to check out. Use your words. Um, cause like yeah, like I said, I feel like the ethical slut. Is kind of missing a few components in terms of inclusivity and accessibility, um, but it yeah it's a it's a good it's a good intro for sure. For sure, for sure. The part of the reason I think I I always like queer things more than straight things, and uh, uh, Doctor S K Webb is queer and writes from that perspective and that appeals mm-hmm. to me and that <laughs> that's just the sort of approach that i have to books and things in general um but fully agreed danielle very foundational yes. um does anyone else have any questions i'm trying to find the questions they right um, to do? i would actually really love there's two or three questions uh kind of on the same topic um about asexuality mm. versus low libido and yes i would love to oh, answer please, some yeah. please address i have this. i have a statement about it and then i would really love to hear other voices on it um i for my own personal journey um i mean like when i first started kind of coming to terms with all of this in terms of being an an asexual person um like, when this first started, I was seeing multiple gynecologists. I was having blood work done. I was having all these various tests because I thought there was something, quote-unquote, wrong with me. Um, and so I, I don't think it's so much a question, at least for me, of 
uh, asexuality versus low libido more um, more as I think it's a question of why am I afraid to be asexual or why do I not want to identify with this? Um, and I mean, Hannah and I talked about this a bit yesterday, uh, kind of this idea of like, oh, something must be wrong with me because I don't want to have sex all the time. Um, and so I, I think kind of unpacking this idea of what that would mean for you and your relationships and your interactions going forward and why is that something that we're, we are afraid to claim. Uh, yeah, I guess to jump off of that, I for that to that point, I've never really understood why low libido is a bad thing. Like I've never really understood why it's right. other than societal pressure. Like why is that like a negative symptom listed on like medications? Like if you have a uh, uh, low libido, like okay, have sex less often. But I and I will say though that the the, <laughs> the the problem behind that is this this social pressure, especially I think I don't know about especially, but I think pretty particularly in our generation to be really sexually like active and like fluid and liberated or whatever they're like this I think there's a a pretty heavy pressure in our generation's queer community to be kind of a a slut like and I love that word like it's a powering identity but it's like if you're not there's something wrong with that and so like growing up I you know I mentioned my high school theater department that was so sexually active again as many theater departments high school theater departments are uh there's uh uh it's a it's a whole it's a stereotype that's true in my experience um and it it told me that there was something wrong with me in high school like i i would ask my this is actually gonna bum us out for just a sec uh bring the room down um uh, I remember asking my friends if I like smelled bad or something because I didn't under or if I was ugly because I didn't understand why like men had no interest in me. Turned out because my I was just emanating such powerful lesbian vibes that it was repelling men away and and drawing real. women towards me. Yeah, it's real because again I came out and I had a girlfriend literally two weeks later. Yeah. Literally hot girlfriend two weeks later. Um, I mean not that it matters can i can i speak to the the low libido on with with medication yeah please do because that's as an allosexual person i'd love to hear uh, yeah i would actually like to talk about that as an allosexual person with a disability who takes multiple medications that make so many medications that decrease my libido actually it's over i think six of my 13 meds decrease my libido yes hannah is the libido a real thing I don't believe in the libido, but I'm I'm using it as a stand-in for something that I do think exists. Hold on, just let me let me talk about. No, what, for sure. I was what, just I was genuinely curious. No, no, no. I um don't know. I don't know what libido means. I don't care. Um, sex so drive is my what, my sex drive. It yeah. decreases my sex drive, but it. But you're, the way that I experience it as an allosexual person is that I am still. And I identify as an allosexual person, but I'm primarily talking about masturbatory experiences. Totally. That's Solo sex. sex, baby. That's, what up, what up? That's sex. Solo sex, yeah. Okay. I think that yeah. counts. 100%. Okay. It absolutely counts. Yeah. Solid, because there's like a spectrum. You there's masturbate spectrum. almost every night, correct? I, yes, basically every night. Um, but it's gotten very, very difficult for me recently with the new antidepressants because what happens is 
I know I am horny. I know yes. that I am interested in masturbating. Yes. I yes. am ready to go and put the vibrator to my clit. And it just, it's not that I start. It's just that my body is just like, Ugh. like it, it's, like it makes a little, like, it's like, it's a, like, it's like an engine failing to turn over. It literally feels like I can feel the chemical misalignment right. with yes. the desires no, exactly. of my body exactly. that's happening in my brain. And it's so frustrating yes. because I'm so horny, but I can't do anything about it because my body is uninterested in sex. It's, but I'm, my brain is interested in it. So it's, it's hard for me, uh, as experiencing that recently for that, sure. That actually almost weird. makes me want to cry talking about it. Cause that's the first time that I've like put words to what that experience yeah. is. Like. Kai, I'm really glad you just said that because that is also my experience as we kind of talked about in, in what may be an edited in depending on this might have to be a two-parter guys i've been thinking about this this is definitely gonna be a two-parter we're gonna have to release 69 uh, sex extravaganza part one and two (laughs) i think it's very on brand for us to have an episode 69 part one and two yes and um also depending on how much longer how much longer this might go i we might have to record uh a little bit more at a later date as well for my sake. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But no, that's okay. Thank you for letting us know. I want to say is thank you for saying that Kai, because that is totally my experience. And in hearing Hannah and, um, and Danielle asked that, uh, I also thought the same thing. Like the difference, I think my experience of it is that it's not just like, I don't have, it's not that I don't have interest. It's I have interest on a me level, but like so many of like, uh, you know, chemical or, or, or mental, like, quote-unquote, misalignments or misfirings, I, it, it's that moment of, like, me, Aaron, wants to do a thing, but my brain and my chemical balance is incapable of letting Aaron, the real me, do that thing. Which is just another reason that I am also, like, oh my god, you want to ask me about kinks? Yeah, one of my kinks is to become a cyborg as soon as possible and uh, ascend beyond this, yeah. this... Terrible, terrible prison of my body. Become a cyborg as soon as possible and have kinky cyborgs. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's all I want. And never be limited by the Danielle. Danielle, you, I have never felt so seen as when you posted. uh, I think it was just yesterday about how annoyed you were that you had to eat. Yeah, what chore it was. Yes, prepare and Aaron. That's his whole thing. I. Hate it. I love food. Okay, I love, I love eating. Food. So why would they ruin it by making it a fucking requirement? It's horrible. Who I did know. this? I want to yeah. talk to management. It should be optional. Listen, I should be optional. I loved reading until I had to read a fucking novel a week for school. Right. <laughs> so who the fuck's yeah. idea was it that I have to eat every day? And that. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey let me real yeah. quick. I for, for real though, I recognize my privilege as someone who is able to have a stable enough living situation uh and financial situation to say something like that because there's some people who would uh who who like food uh, food every day guaranteed would change their Mm -hmm. lives um so i want to acknowledge my privilege in that but um 
that is. I want to bring it back to asexuality discussion. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, they're our, they're related. No, you're good. They're related. Anyway, anyway, no, no, no. I, I know. totally, I, just, I, totally I just want to bring it back. I, so thank you. I felt yeah. for as as yeah. Sorry, I just wanted to yes. talk about that because that's an actual medical thing, and that's no. A I, I, I I'll never speak un- to. Yeah. I never understood that. Thank you. For, thank you for mm. laying that out for me because I really truly didn't understand, and I think maybe that that you know not like somebody should realize something about them earlier, but like that's a way I. could potentially could have realized my asexuality much earlier in my life is I've never understood why it would be a bad thing to have a low sex drive because I've always had a low sex drive and it's been fine but I've always but the interesting thing is I've always had a very high mm, I've gone through periods of having a very high eh, I'll go through periods of having a high sex drive like even a high like a high I'll go through periods where I'll masturbate like every night for a couple of weeks or like a week. And then I'll go through periods where I don't even remember that masturbating is an option for like a month. Um, And so I don't like, which this is just to quickly touch on the eating conversation for me as a person who uh, struggles with disordered eating, like, Eating is an annoyance because it's a whole fucking mental battle Mm -hmm. I have to go through in my head every single time I have to try to sit down and eat. There's like a thousand voices I have to shut up every time I want to, excuse me, eat something. Which is interesting that those voices don't come out when I want to drink something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Womp womp. Brain dumb. Brains are dumb. Brains are are very dumb. Brain dumb. Danielle, you said that there were multiple questions about asexuality that you wanted to approach, and I would like to hear so much more from both of you about that subject. Hi. I mean, I was specifically referring to there being like four or five variations of this question of how do I know if I'm asexual or if it's just a low libido thing, Um, but. I mean, you're ace if you say you're ace, right? Yeah. You're ace if you say you're ace, yeah. It, it, mm. Well, and it's like, and I think the important thing is that it's a spectrum, right? It doesn't mean, like, if you're like, oh, I quote unquote, I have a low libido, so I guess I might be asexual, but that doesn't mean that, like, you don't ever want to have sex again for the rest of your life. Like, you know, and like, Kai, you and I had a conversation about this regarding, you know, definitions for your presentation and things like that. Um, just kind of like, it's not, it's, it's a day by day thing of like some days it's like this lightning bolt of inspiration as it were, where you're just like, wow, yeah, sit on that face. Fuck that person. I will totally take this person to bed. It's like everyone you see is just like ready to be climbed like a tree. And then the next day it's like physically repulsive to even consider this um and so i think it's important to note that like it's not an end-all be-all it's not this is it it's a 100 percent all-in situation is that it's, it's all of it's a spectrum none of it's black and white there's infinite gray area i've never so so another thing i can say is that i've never felt um i've never felt the repulsion I've never mm. felt like at a time I've, like I've been disinterested and had a low like desire um, for sex, but I've never like felt actively repulsed by it or repulsed by the idea of it in my life. And and yeah, I think that I've never had a complete apathy towards it. It's always either been like my normal or like less than, and I notice. Right. And it's frustrating that I can't like 
be it like feels like i'm off and it's not even that i feel like other people would think i'm off it's just like it's it's like when you're just like not you like feel you aren't as funny as you usually are you feel like you aren't as engaged in a conversation yeah totally but the conversation is with yourself and your own sexuality mm, and your so body. it's like it's like when you're sitting across from a friend and in your case your penis right and it's like when you're sitting across from somebody at dinner and you can totally focus in and then the next night you have dinner with the same person and like imagine that suddenly like you can't focus on the conversation but you still want to like like you care about them and you want to be focused you don't know why you're all oh, totally. foggy that's how it is for me yeah i've been there i've been like like there have been times when like i've been hanging out with with you kai or with you danielle even and i've uh been like i'll be distant and foggy and i'll notice that but i think and i i, I don't know that because i don't want to speak to the I, I don't know enough to say like this is an indicator of asexuality that you feel apathetic or that you feel revulsion but i will say that's a common thread among asexual people I've spoken to, um, I have also felt the revulsion and I've felt complete apathy. Like most of the time I feel total apathy. Like oftentimes I, 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 yeah, fairly regularly I'll be like kind of horny, but then like I'll be laying in bed I'll, and I'll be like, Ooh, I'm going to, I'll be thinking about it earlier in the day. Cause I'll be like, Ooh, I'm going to masturbate later. <clears throat> And then I'll, like, be getting ready for bed or whatever. And I'll, like, go to bed. And I'll be laying in bed with the lights off. And I'll be like, ah, shit, I forgot yes. to masturbate. Yeah. Oh, well. And I'll uh-huh. go to sleep. Like, I'll forget Impossible. to masturbate. Because I don't, Fucking like, everyone has been there. I have done that. Hold now. on. Hold on. I, wow. I have a comp. I have, I, have, I, have felt, I have felt revulsion at the idea of sex. And I also am a person who has trauma, like sexual trauma. Yeah, totally. Trauma. I, it can be. And it, I feel yeah. like that can be an indicator of trauma. And, totally. But the thing is, I'm not feeling like low-level interest in sex or sexual attraction at all times. Like I'm feeling pretty apathetic towards it until like, I don't know. A hot person walks by. No, it, I'm not. I don't normally want to have sex with somebody when I think they're hot. You might be more demisexual than you think you are. No, I've I've suspected for a long time that I'm demisexual, but that's not necessarily. That's something to think about. Yeah. And for me, demisexuality, the way it functions for me is that I, yeah, I don't want to have sex with just like people that I see. Generally speaking, it's like people that I, I have a a, a certain kind of. It's just. Certain Hold on. People? Actually, this is a great question. I I want to ask Aaron. Okay. As as an as as a verified <laughs> allosexual, probably. Uh, as a verified do you what? Do have sex? All that allosexual. Oh yes. Sorry. It, it, the Be- Skype broke up. I know that one. I I, I understand that reference. <laughs> do you? Do you do you want to have sex all the time? Um, no, absolutely not. Sometimes I'm just I'm okay. Sometimes I'm just fucking tired, man. Like the classic, man. Like I'm tired, my back hurts. Okay, I want to go to bed. I just want to watch a movie. And okay, we... I'm a bit too high, <laughs> like bro. But like, it's not because the idea. It's because I'm lazy. Like I'm so boring, milk toast at home. Like you have lived with me, you know. Like I'll come out yeah. and I'll like do some weird shit for like thirty minutes, and then I'll sit in my room and play video games and look at Facebook for six hours. For like, I'm yeah, so. Six hours. Hold on a second. Are you saying the only reason that you're not interested in having sex for those six hours is because you're lazy? 
Oh, no. I'm running low on battery. No, 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 no. That's I'm saying that like for what? Your laptop? Yeah. Plug we'll it in. Plug it in, Dongus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's a fixable problem, my dude. The reason I did, no, no, no. I want to listen saying, to what Aaron is. I'm saying say, okay. What I'm saying. Okay, so that's when I'm alone, right? But even in a partner relationship where I've like live with somebody or I've like around somebody often or they are nearby, so often I'm just like, there's other stuff I'd rather do. Like, yeah, yeah. I I get horny sometimes, but sometimes it's like I just wanna I just wanna like watch porn and do it myself. And and, and also buy get OnlyFans yeah. if you don't have OnlyFans. I've just I surfed only I've basically only used OnlyFans for the last two months. It's the only resource you need in Pornhub in free porn. Sorry. I I mean okay, free porn I is great. A, for... I have a follow up. I have a follow up question okay, for wait. you. Okay, ask you the follow up. It might be something I was about to answer. <laughs> I don't know if it is. I don't know if it is. It's very important. Okay. When you see an attractive person, a person that you are attracted to, is the reason that you know that you are attracted to them that you want to have sex with them? Mm, no. No. Um, I am attracted to basically everybody, and I do want to have sex with, like, oh, like me? most— Like, like I, I would be open to the idea of, of sex with basically— a lot of people. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't want to put a blanket term okay. on anything. Yeah. I don't want to gender it or anything like that. I just want to. There's a lot of people who like if they were like, "Do you want to make out? Do you want to? Like, I don't know. Whatever. You know. You know. You guys know what happens out there. Aaron <laughs> less less well, straight than he seems on the surface. Uh, listen, yeah. Here's the that, thing. Here's the uh, thing. When I said like me, I meant I feel sort of similarly. Like, Please go here's, on. Here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. <laughs> Um, as we discussed in the, um, in the precursor to this whole thing, that we'll, I'll have to do some real editing magic on this one to make this all fly. So I'll just include it here. Fuck. We kind of, we kind it's of said, fine if it takes longer to come out, Aaron. It does, this does not have to come out okay. tomorrow. Don't worry so about it. So we, we kind of talked about in this discussion that led to this episode that, like, yeah, like, I would totally have a sexual experience, uh, with another, like, um cis man if if that came up you know uh like i would be open to the idea it would have to be the right person have to be the right situation um i find very many people attractive but my first thought when i see a person what attracts me to them is never that like i want like my first thought is never that i want to have sex with them it's always this person makes me laugh like and and That's so awesome. many people make me That's laugh good. for so many different reasons. And like I and the, again, like this is the thing that like being poly has like really opened up for me. Is like I just like polyam. Po- sorry, right? Sorry, thank you. Um, polyam uh, has like like opening my mind up to that part of myself has also opened me up to like understanding like why I am platonically attracted to people and also romantically attracted to people and how those can like live together and also how like, you can be romantically attracted to somebody and not ever take it to a sexual level or not even be sexually attracted to them right so mm-hmm. yeah. it, my whole soul has opened up to this whole thing and it's really helped me understand what I value in other people and so there's so many people that I love so much and I'm attracted to them very deeply because like they just make me laugh and sometimes it's not even because they're making jokes it's just who they are it's like a quirk that they have it's the way their voice like oh my god people's voices i'm so attracted to people's voices that's probably 
I fucking feel that. Wait, that's one of my main attraction points. The cadence of a voice and so the cadence, the rhythm, and like literally the the timbre of someone's voice, like those three things together, there's so many people who I'm like, ugh. Like, um, having moved back to KC, like there are people who I've like newly met and like gone out on the town and stuff like that. that, Like I've like started becoming close to who I'm just like, Oh my god, you have like one of the best voices I've ever heard. So, and it's because I'm a sound guy, you know. I like music. I do sound stuff. <laughs> this is what this, this is, is sound. This is what you know, we do. This sound. is my bread and butter. You know what I? You know what I mean? You like it the sounds. I like it the sounds. Uh, listen, throw the spaghetti of your voice all over the wall of my soul. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, That's beautiful. Spill, spill the cum of your voice all over the um, back of your my soul. What was, what was your question before, I Kai? I think there was one Hold more Hold on thing. a second. Aaron, you have another I question? didn't. I, no, I hadn't asked you another question. I think you were responding to something that Danielle said. Oh. I think. Ask me the other about question. About what I. No, it you was, had asked. Yeah, no, no, I had asked somebody. him. No, that's right. Yes, we had gone into and my question. Yes, still and I had asked that. him if he knew that he found people attractive. Yeah, but because he wanted to have sex with them, and the answer is no. And what's the next question? Um, I, I realized while I was listening to you that I <laughs> so intently am, that you remembered what conversation we were having. Well, I I get it. I'm the teasing you. I know. I'm teasing up. you. I'm sorry. I don't I'm, know when what happened. I'm teasing. I'm um, just teasing. I know. You. I'm just explaining that queer. Um, so, You're too gay, Kai. I get it. Yes, I thank used, you. I told Danielle that earlier today about my time management. Too gay. So I don't think I'm on the ace spectrum. I think I'm a relationship anarchist, which is to say when Aaron radical. was like describing like the way that he feels about people, I so strongly identify with that. And when you were talking about how you're just, like, exploring each relationship with each person, that is what being a relationship Mm -hmm. anarchist is, is, like, each relationship with each person is allowed to be whatever it is going to be without the constraints of societal or external, like, influence or, may I say, propaganda. Um so that's thank you so that's so that's why i feel like maybe that can get sometimes conflated with asexuality for me is because there's a lot of people that i want to do other things with that take higher priority maybe i am demisexual on top i don't know i mean i think one of the differences between the two of us is that when you are in a in a relationship with somebody that that can include sex you you pretty much always want to you have sex with that person like you have you want to have a generally when i'm you you like a very gener- generally you, you, you when want, i'm you, in an unhealthy relationship that is the case because i hmm. do not like them for anything other than the sex that i am having well that doesn't them. necessarily have to be an unhealthy relationship it's just you have to know that about well no and i made that it. very clear to the people that i've been seeing recently yeah. for that reason but sometimes i'm not i mean aware of that i'm yeah. trying to avoid abusive um back and forth yeah. by in the past sex. You in the past, I've I've observed you 
to mostly always to to want to have a fairly regular sex life with your it depends on when you're talking about historically because i have fuck my computer just shut down Boy, what fun that episode was. I'm still coming. I bet you thought I wasn't going to do that bit again. I'm Alan Cumming. <laughs> and I'm this, and I've been Alan Cumming, and this has been If It's, it's Gay, Gay We, we play, play, a podcast by Alan Cumming. Scottish, Scottish gay Extraordinaire. person. Extraordinaire. Scottish bisexual. Noted, but Scottish bisexual of note, Alan Cumming. Yes, very beautiful. We saw him in concert once. It was divine. It was great. Genuinely, was awesome. I loved every second of it. Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Uh, we know that this is a little bit different than the normal sort of way that episodes go. And um, if you liked this sort of new style, please let us know. Give us some feedback. If you hated uh, I would it, really also give us feedback. Fine. I would like to um explore more with the things that we're doing with our podcast as i have more time with quitting my job and also like as uh the world is sort of changing in the way that people in just media might be shifting um i'm excited to play and just because it's fun yeah yeah i want i want to do more experimental things so let me know if you got any suggestions any, any feedback any quality control questions, any comments, questions concerns. comments concerns you know um, you i was a stage manager once you can leave all of those things on our social media at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Gay Gamers. That's G A Y G A M E R Z. You can email us at if it's gay we play at gmail.com. And you can listen to us wherever podcasts are sold, sold, vended to you your can, ears. I have an addition. I have a new addition to our closing. Okay. You can follow me at genderqueerdyke on Instagram. Oh yeah, you can follow. We've recently decided to make our our personal profiles under uh un un we publicize them. They're public. So uh yeah, you can follow me at posh underscore spice underscore six six six. Um, and you can also follow uh our special guest from this episode, uh Danielle at the littlest pickle. You'll know her when you see her. You'll know her when you see her. She's, she's hot. She's an alien. She's a hot alien. Yeah. She's got a hot bald head and she the best smile in the whole wide world. Why is it that two of the hottest people that I know presently have bald heads? Because it's a hot thing to do. Also, I shaved my head partially because Daniel shaved her head. That's cute. Yeah, it is cute. Um, so thanks for listening. You can rate, review, and subscribe wherever you like to get podcasts. We would love it if yeah, you did that. Uh, please tell your friends. Your um, neighbors. If you have any... Safely. People who are looking to advertise on a podcast, maybe send them hit us our up. way. Um, thanks to Aaron for producing this podcast and for our th- his theme song, our theme song his, that he our, wrote, our theme song that he wrote. That uh, he's also doing improv um, at uh, improv from your very own computer. computer. Yeah, I just followed them on Instagram. They mm-hmm. just like set up an Instagram. It's uh, it's pretty it's pretty big deal. Yeah, check them out. So he'll be uh, he'll be doing some live goofs. Um, um, we'd also like to thank the network. Stick yeah, thanks for to Stick Poke Prod Network, uh, of which Aaron is also the producer, where you can find shows such as No Exit. Uh, it's a horror comedy podcast that I do with my friend Wendy, which is presently on hiatus because Wendy has COVID-19. Mm. She is uh, beginning to recover, but, you know. I hear it's actually genuinely a months-long process. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. So, a uh, bit, bit of a hiatus. Um, you can listen to back catalog of By the Grace of Pod. Hot. Hot.
Um, and you can l- listen to Aaron's cool new project whenever it exists. Whenever it happens. So thanks for listening. I would also like to thank uh, Danielle at the Littlest Pickle for uh, guesting on the show. We already talked, had a whole conversation about that. We already did a whole thing about. I know. We. I just wanted to thank her. Also, we okay. didn't thank her. <laughs> I did. We already did thank her. We did talked we thank about her? her. Yeah. Oh shit. All yeah, right. remember we talked about her name, and then you said you'll know her when you see her? Yeah, but we didn't thank her for being on the show. Okay, fine. Thanks, honey. <laughs> okay. Um, That's it. That's it. Thanks for listening to our program. We're going to go play Civ 6 now. Um, Keep playing gay. And keep being games. And fuck, fuck shit, shit up. up. Goodbye. Goodbye.